What is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. This is episode 82 of my little wrestling recap show, where once a week I go through all of the WWE and AEW shows, let you know what's going on in both companies storyline-wise. I'll review the matches. We'll do a little fantasy booking and all that great stuff. And of course, I'll let you know if you should just skip the show entirely if it's not worth your time because time is so darn precious and there's so much wrestling. There's no way. So let's dive into this recap. I am going to be rusty as hell out of surgery, I had a hernia surgery, hurts like hell, and let's just power through and get through this recap, baby, we're starting off, Monday, Night Raw, they are in Charlotte, Charlotte, North, Kakalaki, everybody, we're starting off with Jey Uso, kicking off the show with a promo, welcoming the crowd to Raw, and out comes Sami Zayn, who warns Jey, some of the roster are pissed that he is on Raw, But not Sammy, because he is amped that Jay is here. Sammy says he is proud of Jay. He wants to shake his hand. Uso, with the cold shoulder to Sammy, he denies it. Sammy leaves, but Jay brings him back. They hug it out, and yay. A really nice little moment there. Looks like we're friends again. We got McIntyre and Riddle. They're giving Jay the mean mugs backstage. So are we setting up for a Sami Zayn and Jay Uso versus the Glasbros, maybe? I don't know where Kevin Owens is right now, if he's hurt or if he's taking a break because he just wasn't here. But maybe he joins in with them. Maybe this leads to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn having a bit of a breakup. Because, like, how can you bring in an Uso after all of the shit that you guys have gone through? All the swerves, like... Sammy should be just done with them, but he continues to try to be friendly with the Usos. And if I was Kevin Owens, I'd be a little salty about that. So we'll see where that storyline goes. We got Adam Pierce. He finds Rollins backstage. Pierce is upset at Seth because he was not cleared medically to be here tonight. Seth says, whatever, man, I'm, I'm the champion. I'm always going to be here and all that great stuff. So, okay. Now we move on. It is a no disqualification tornado tag. We got McIntyre and Riddle going up against the Viking Raiders with Valhalla. We got a hilarious get the tables moment between the Glasbros. Like Riddle's like get the tables, and Matt Riddle or um, McIntyre is just so confused. He's like, I don't know if I want to partake in this, but it was hilarious. The bros are looking to do a superplex on Ivar through the table, but Eric moves the table just in time. Then Ivar hits a big splash off of the announce table, absolutely squashing McIntyre underneath. And out of nowhere, Kofi Kingston runs down to save Matt Riddle, but Kofi accidentally kicks Riddle in the face instead. (laughs) Whoopsie-daisy. Ragnarok on Riddle through the table, and the Raiders pick up a W. Good opening match. I mean, both teams working well in a tornado tag together. Again, probably the most underutilized uh, match type in all of wrestling is the tornado tag, but I always enjoy it when it's there. 7 out of 10, this is a good match. And what is going to happen with Kofi Kingston? Is he going into a feud with, with Drew McIntyre and Riddle? Like, I don't know. It seems that... Like, rather, one or two of the members of the New Day are consistently always hurt. So, is Kofi going to go in alone? I don't really know. We got Seth Rollins. He cuts a promo. Seth is upset that Shinsuke attacked him after the match at Payback. So, he calls Shin out to the ring. Shinsuke acting really weird. He won't get into the ring. He's just, like, dancing around, just being weird. Rollins offers him another title shot right here, right now. Shin says... Nah, not interested. Seth, very, very confused at this point, charges Shinsuke. They brawl. Security separates them. And just overall, not that great of a segment. It was, uh, nah, didn't, wasn't feeling it. We got Shinsuke Nakamura now going up against Ricochet. Ricochet hitting a senton dive on Shinsuke, who grabs a chair and cracks Ricochet in the back. Shin gets disqualified. Match is over. But not Shinsuke. Nakamura wraps the chair around uh, Ricochet's head, about to take his head off, but out comes the champ, Seth Rollins. They brawl yet again, and Shinsuke throws Seth into the steel steps. Ricochet chases off Nakamura with a chair, and a decent match was going on there before the disqualification, so, I mean, too bad that happened. We got Zoe Starks. She gets interviewed backstage. She gets interrupted by Shayna Baszler. Zoe challenges Shayna to a match later on. Should be alright. 
We got Judgment Day absolutely draped in championship gold. They make their way to the ring to cut a promo. They got all the tag team gold. Dom's got the North American Championship. And of course, Mommy, your women's champion. Crowd absolutely boos Dom into oblivion as always. It's still funny. Finn and Damien are now homies because they won the championship together. So that beef is squashed. Ripley claims they are stronger than the bloodline now. Ooh, ooh that's, a, that's a very tasty seed right there. Uh, McDonough arrives with a gift for Damien Priest. It's a new custom Money in the Bank briefcase. It's like purple. It's fine. It's not the best one. I still think like RVD's was fucking awesome when he did that one up. Anyway, inter- uh, interrupts. Uh, Sami Zayn interrupts Damien. He is absolutely livid. He smashes the microphone on the ground. That was pretty funny. Sami calls them thieving turds. Not my words. That is his. He challenges Dom Dom to a fight. McDonough steps up for Dom Dom, accepting the fight for him. Fun segment right here. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Pretty good. We got Chelsea Green. She is talking trash about Rodriguez to Adam Pierce backstage. Raquel appears behind Green. Pierce tells Chelsea she's going to fight Rodriguez tonight. Uh, just a very quick, pretty funny standard segment right here. Not bad. Really like Chelsea Green. We got Shayna Baszler now going up against Zoe Stocks. Zoe caught in a Carafuda clutch. Starks fights it off for a while, but Shayna won't let it go, eventually making Zoe pass out. It was an alright match, kind of clunky, really not the best flow. So, you know, I thought on paper these two would have meshed pretty well with each other, but at least in their first outing, it wasn't looking very good. Not very clean, kind of meh. Now we got Raquel Rodriguez versus Chelsea Green. Green tries to run away. That goes poorly. Raquel with a vicious lariat and a powerbomb picks up a quick W. Basically a squash match, so uh, meh. We got Rodriguez. Man, I, I have problems with Rodriguez, man. Like, she is quite possibly the most bland female wrestler on the roster right now. Like, she's really got no personality to her. Like, it's it's just not there for me. She attempts to add some spice with a promo. She calls out the Judgment Day, and again, I mean, she throws in a little Spanish in there. That helps, but just Raquel Rodriguez, man, she is not doing anything for me. Meh. We got Drew McIntyre backstage. He is still pissed off. Bros tell him to chill out. You know, just relax, bro. Kofi finds them, apologizes for what went down earlier, and Drew McIntyre just not having it, so... I don't know, again, like the Drew McIntyre and Riddle thing, like it just, it doesn't really work. I mean, Drew McIntyre should be a main event guy, not a tag team guy, but this is what they're doing with him. So yeah, it is what it is. We have Miz TV time and (laughs) the Miz is joined by an invisible John Cena. Oh baby, brought out for the interview. Miz goes off on the invisible Cena. Miz asking the crowd if they can see him. I mean, come on now. Miz angry with the crowd saying yeah to him. Miz gets into a fight with the invisible John Cena, hitting him with a skull-crushing finale. And I I admittedly, I busted out laughing for that. That was spectacular. Thumbs up for that. Miz then calls out LA Knight for a 1v1 with no John Cena this time. Excellent job right here by The Miz. I mean, a one-man show. Like, so entertaining. And I'll say it again, Miz still one of the most underappreciated wrestlers on this roster. The guy is money. He is fantastic. Everything he does is great. Moving on, we got Sami Zayn versus J.D. McDonough. Oh, baby. Nice Mishinoku driver by Zayn. Goes for a haluva kick, but Dirty Dom comes down for the save on, on J.D., Sammy starts whooping Dom's ass. McDonough rolls up Sammy, grabs the tights, and steals a win. Damn. Nice quick match right here. I would have loved to seen these two go longer and with no shenanigans, but you know how it is. Zane continues the beat down on Dom Dom. Judgment Day comes back to save him. Sammy beats up JD as Dom ditches him. And now Dom is backstage with the remaining members of Judgment Day. McDonough comes back. They tell him, hey, well done. You did a good job out there. Dom finds Jay Uso, tells him he's related to him because nobody likes him. Um, Kind of a self-own right there for Dom Dom, but pretty funny. And then he asks Jay to join up with the Judgment Day. Doubt it's going to happen, but it would honestly be kind of cool 
if Jay would join up with the Judgment Day, that could be really interesting because it, it kind of sounds like they're teasing a Judgment Day versus the Bloodline possibility. And if they had Jay Uso join up with the Judgment Day, that could really turn up the heat and the hatred between you know the Usos and and Roman. And then more than likely, if they went down that road, you know that like Jay is going to betray the Judgment Day and he's going to jump ship over back to the Bloodline, and it, it, that storyline can just continue. They could just keep jumping ship back and forth, and and yeah, they could just keep this shit going on and on and on. But that's just uh, some speculation that I'm thinking it might be kind of cool if they did that. Now we move to the main event. Intercontinental Championship, Gunther defending against Chad Gable. So we are at the breaking point now. The Honky Tonk Man's legendary longest Intercontinental Championship reign of all time is about to come to an end. But Gunther has to win this match. If he doesn't, Honky Tonk Man will still remain in the history books. I don't want this. So please, let's do the right thing here, folks. Gunther. Boots Chad right in the kisser. We're off to a great start. And then a thunderous chop to Gable's chest just drops him like a sack of potatoes. Champion plants Gable with a powerbomb. Near fall right there. Gable starts to rally back with a superplex. Getting off suplexes on the champion. More and more suplexes. Gable then pulls his straps up, which he already removed, just so he can pull them back down. Going full animalistic mode at this point. He hits a beautiful deadlift German suplex. Gunther kicks out of that. Gunther applies a sleeper hold. Chad struggles. Gunther suplexes Chad. He lands right on his head. Ouch. Powerbomb and a wicked lariat. Gunther retains and finally breaks the Honky Tonk Man's Intercontinental title reign. Fuck yeah. Congrats to Gunther. He now enters the history books as the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion of all time and very, very well deserved. I cannot believe that the Honky Tonk Man lasted this long. I mean, that's incredible. Overall, a great match. Crowd was fired up for Chad Gable. Nice close calls in this match. And just the viciousness of Gunther was out of control. 8 out of 10. This was a great match and a great main event. And I have to shout out Poor Chad Gable's daughter who was watching this match in the front row. She's a very she was very young, probably no older than like six or seven years old. And the poor girl was just having an absolute meltdown after watching her dad get slaughtered by Gunther. Like just a bad idea, bro. Like if you're like I understand, like you it's a big moment for you, but that's like traumatic right there. And he's going to have to try and sit her down and explain like it's fine, daddy's like it's just not a good idea to do that. So, I mean, there it is. So that happened. Great match. Feel really bad for the poor child. Wow. So that's the end of the show. I mean, it was a pretty solid raw overall. I really just can't stand Raquel Rodriguez anymore. Like all she's all she's done for her gimmick, all she's about is smiling and showing off her back muscles. That is the only thing she brings to the table. She's got it's just not there, man. She's the, she's so plain. I just can't handle it anymore. And I had so much belief in Raquel Rodriguez when she showed up. I was like, "Ooh, this could be like the next Rhea Ripley style, like big and powerful and dominating with a good person, like a good, strong personality. And she just doesn't bring it at all. She is so boring. I'm begging for her to turn heel or something that we can get something out of her, please. And the match between uh, Zoe Starks and Shayna Baszler was a major letdown. I thought they would be good dancing partners. I I am willing to give them another shot. I'm not going to just, you know, after one match, I'm not going to say it's over. I still think there could be something there. So we'll see how it goes if they they try to do that one again. In terms of the pros, I mean, the tornado tag was a good time. Miz TV, I think that that might have been my favorite part of the whole show outside of the main event. But Miz TV hosted... And just all by The Miz. I mean, fantastic job by him. And, of course, the main event. Spectacular. Six and a half for Raw this week. We move off to NXT. And they are starting off with an NXT Women's Championship match. Tiffany Stratton defending against Kiana James. Admittedly, a little bit excited for this. Let's see how they do. Stratton grabs Kiana's purse. Swings and misses. James hits a 401k. But Stratton able to kick out of that. Tiffany rakes the eyes, hits a moonsault, pins, and retains. 
Oh my goodness, uh, crazy athleticism on display from both women. I think Stratton did a solid 3,000 kip-ups. Like, it's almost like she just learned how to do it, and she kind of can't stop doing it. Reminds me of when I first learned how to, like, snap my fingers when I was, like, three, and then I just couldn't stop snapping my fingers all day. Anyway, I thought there was a good pace to this match. Some good counters, a bit short, but uh, I still liked it. Seven out of ten. And then we have Becky Lynch. She appears... On the screen, boo. But she tells Tiffany she's coming back to NXT next week. All right, okay, don't tease me again. That's not nice. We got Ilya Dragunov going up against Aura Mensa with the metaphor. Mensa, clean kick right in the face of Dragunov. How you doing? Mensa gets cocky imitating Dragunov. That's just a bad idea. Dragunov counters, hits a power bomb, torpedo pins, and wins. Mensa showing off some impressive footwork there, some nice stiff kicks, solid quick match. We got Wesley, he comes out, tells Ilya, Mello Hayes is his. They argue over who's next, the champ, Carmelo Hayes, arrives, whose hair is looking fucking whack, bro. I don't know, he got a bad haircut, that thing looks like trash, it's super uneven, it's fucked up. Anyway, Melo announces that Druganov versus Lee, number one contenders match next week. Holy shit, that should be amazing. Now we move backstage, and it's JC Jane giving Thea Hale a makeover. Whoa. Gigi Dolan arrives chirping, and then Davenport is teasing Hale as well. JC takes Hale away as their friendship begins to blossom. Alright, I still smell shit. Something's gonna go down, but so far so good. And we move on to a global, global Heritage Invitational match. Nathan Frazier going up against Duke Hudson. We got a Razor's Edge by Duke. That's countered into a nice Huracarana. Impressive. Phoenix Splash and Frazier picks up his first two points in the tournament. Uh, kind of a fine, quick match. You know, Duke was moving pretty good. I just wish this was, this was a longer match. Like, it had all the makings to be really good. Just way too short. I don't know why they're not giving these guys the time. I always feel like NXT tournaments, this is the time to let the wrestlers go all out. And so far, they're not really doing that. Kind of disappointing. We move on. It is Tyler Bate going up against Daba Kato. Bait going big, strong boy, picking up the giant Kato for an airplane spin. Super impressive strength right there. And I would say Daba Kato's maybe, maybe at least twice the size of Tyler Bates. So yeah, thumbs up for that. Hits a top rope corkscrew for a big win. Uh, I, I think maybe at best that was a two-minute match. Really makes Kato look like a bit of a chump right here. But it does make Tyler Bate look awesome. I mean, he is the man, but... When you have this big new giant guy, even though I know Dabakato's been in and out of NXT for like the last year or two, but he's kind of just returning and you're going to have him lose in two minutes to Tyler Bate. I mean, for people that are more aware of Tyler Bate, but say it's someone that's only been watching for a little bit and you're like, whoa, this guy half his size just beat that giant. I just don't know if Dabakato's really going to be able to recover from that, but we'll see. Anyway, it was pretty solid. It was, it was meh. It wasn't that good. Now we got Kiana James. She is still very upset about her loss. She has a meltdown in the women's locker room and then a whole brawl breaks out. Way to go, Kiana. Now it is time for Dragon Lee versus Mustafa Ali with special guest referee Dom Mysterio. Mustafa thrown into the table. Poor Booker T just trying to get the hell out of the way. Ali with a neat flipping clothesline over the table. That was fucking pretty cool. Ali with a jackhammer, and then Dragon Lee with a sit-out last ride. Like, what the fuck? Thumbs up. Dom, slow count for, for Lee. Mustafa with a roll-up and a fast count by Dom. Ali wins, and he will face Dom for the North American Championship. Interesting. Ali clocks Dom with a lariat and then bounces. A solid match. We all knew that something was going to go on here. So basically Dom selecting Mustafa Ali to be his opponent. So we'll see if that backfires on poor Dom Dom. We got Dragunov and Trick. They have a tense conversation about Carmelo Hayes backstage. Ooh. And then we move on to a global heritage invitational match. It is Butch going up against Axiom. Oh. Butch slapping the shit out of Axiom, firing him up. Butch counters a springboard, slice bread with a face kick and a powerbomb. How you doing? Axiom with two super kicks right on the button. Butch gets, gets to the ropes, breaks up the pin. 
We got 10 seconds left in this match. Butch hits a better a bitter end, but Axiom is able to kick out. Time runs out, and it is a draw. Both men picking up one point each, and one hell of a match, man. Wow, stiff strikes from both. Good counters and a fast pace throughout. And they took the whole, what is it, 12 or 13 minutes? Awesome. Now that is more what I am expecting out of these tournament matches. 8 out of 10, great match. We got Von Wagner. He has a little pep talk with the announce table. <laughs> that was some pretty funny stuff. Well done. We got Gigi Dolan going up against Thea Hale with her new bestie, JC Jane. Gigi hits Hale with a mean STO on the floor. That just looked very painful. Davenport runs down, attacks Gigi. Ref doesn't see it. Hale with a Kimura and Gigi taps out. It was a fine short match. Not not a whole lot going on. Seems like we're building up to some sort of rivalry here between, or I guess it's continuing on with Gigi and JC, but now we're throwing Thea Hale into the middle of it. It'll probably make it a lot better. And now it is main event time. Vaughn Wagner with Mr. Stone going up against Braun Breaker in a no disqualification match. Braun cracking Wagner with a kendo stick. Breaker going airborne. He hits a top rope bulldog onto a chair and then choking Vaughn with a kendo stick. Braun spits in Wagner's face. That's just disgusting and also a bad move. Vaughn goes crazy hitting Braun with chairs and kendo sticks and then throws Braun through a fucking wall. Thumbs up for that. Wagner not done yet. Blast Breaker through the announce table. There we go. You've been tabled, bitch. Thumbs up. Wagner about to put Braun away, but Breaker counters with a low blow, hits a spear, pins, and wins. I mean, hell yeah, that was a hell of a brawl. Lots of weapons and big spots in there. I really liked him just getting fucking thrown through that wall, even though it was a real fake wall, but I still enjoyed it. 7.5 out of 10. Breaker not done yet. He grabs the steel steps, goes to hit Wagner, but a video cuts the video cuts out. Audio continues where we hear the stairs connecting with Von Wagner. Corbin on commentary absolutely losing his mind. He's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he just did that." And then the show ends. So, I mean, I thought this was a pretty damn good NXT overall. I mean, Tiffany defending her title, that was great. I, I mean, she should have done it weeks ago, but it, it, it finally happened, and it was pretty good. Plus, we're getting Becky Lynch coming back. Lee and Ali, that was a spectacular match. And Butch versus Axiom, that was also very good. So, kind of getting better with the tournament, but I'm still expecting a little bit more. And, of course, the main event was quite nice as well with the no disqualification. In terms of cons, I really don't have anything. I thought overall it was just a really good NXT. 7.5 out of 10. Now we'll move to SmackDown. And they were in freaking Biston. Kicking off SmackDown with a tag team match. It is Charlotte Flair and Shotzi Blackheart going up against Bailey and Io with Dakota Kai. Damage control. Flair goes to town on damage control off the hot tag. Bailey gets distracted by Asuka, who appears out of nowhere. Shotzi hits a DDT, pins, and wins. A fine opening match, you know. Uh, Flair was looking really good. She has officially lost all that rust that she built up over all that time off. She's looking really good now. And then Io and Asuka have a stare down, and is that going to be leading up to Asuka versus Io? The answer to that appears to be yes, because EO later in the show lays the official challenge down to Asuka for the title. Oh baby, that should be pretty tasty. Now we got Paul Heyman, he finds Jimmy Uso backstage. He assures Jimmy he will bring the bloodline back together. Paul finds AJ Styles, talks some trash. AJ grabs Paul, Jimmy saves Heyman, blindsiding Styles. Yeet, everybody, yeet. LA Knight, yeah, cuts a promo on The Miz, yeah. Waller and Theory butt their way into the promo, trashing LA Knight. Knight calls them a couple of crotch goblins, and much more. I mean, a crotch goblin? That is amazing. Thumbs up. Good stuff right here. We move into the match. LA Knight going up against Austin Theory with Grayson Waller. Grayson sneaks in to remove the turnbuckle. Knight able to avoid the exposed steel. Hits a BFT, pins, and wins. Solid short match. Not really much to say about it at this point. LA Knight is white hot. I don't think he's going to be losing to anybody anytime soon. 
And then L.A. Knight, yeah, has a little tense moment with Paul Heyman backstage. Maybe we are seed planting for possibly L.A. Knight going up against Roman Reigns at some point. Now, that might not be in the near, near future. It might be just the beginning of this plant getting seeded, and I really, really hope it is. We got Balor and Priest with Dom Dom going up against Butch and Ridge. J.D., Judgment Day, cut a promo. Uh, crowd booing Dom so loud, I legitimately could not even hear him talk. Like, Boston, absolute. I mean, that might have been the loudest boo. And we all know that Boston, they're really good at booing people. So, well done, Boston. I gotta give you props for that. Ridge, now we're in the match. Ridge picks up both Finn Balor and Damian Priest for a slam showing off the strength. Gotta give him a thumbs up for that. Butch hits a lovely moonsault to the outside on JD. It looked like on that move that Damian Priest caught a foot in the head, but I, I think he's okay because he choke slams both of the brutes. We got a coup de grace and Judgment Day pick up yet another W. Really love to see a rivalry between these two teams, man. Like, oh my god, that would be really, really tasty. Uh, loving the chemistry, especially between Finn Balor and Butch. I mean, oh, I would cream for those two to go at it for, for like 25 minutes. I'd love that. Good match overall, seven and seven out of 10. And then we have Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. They arrive look, looking dapper as fuck. They have a big old stare down. So are we setting up for rather the Street Profits and, and Bobby to go up against Judgment Day? Or are we going to have the Brutes? Me personally, I would prefer the Brutes, but they've been doing this fucking Bobby Lashley Street Profits thing for what? Like three, four weeks now. They still haven't done really anything together in the ring. So I'm starting to get a little bit antsy. I'm waiting for something to happen with this. So is this the beginning of that? We'll see. We got AJ Styles. He finds the OC backstage, goofing around as always. AJ blows a gasket on them. He is pissed because he got jumped again with no assistance from the OC. Tells them don't bother being in his corner tonight and fucking good for you. AJ Styles, the OC suck ass. At least in the WWE they do. Everywhere else they're fine, but in the WWE, I can't stand them. All right, main event time. Jimmy Uso versus AJ Styles. Heyman and Solo appear on the stage to watch. AJ and Jimmy get into a slap fight. You know I love that. Solo will not look at Jimmy. AJ attacks them both. Phenomenal forearm and Styles wins. Slow match. Honestly, very let down by this one. It was very meh. Solo attacks Styles after the match. And that's it. An okay SmackDown. You know, I'm, I am very happy that AJ Styles apparently... It looks like he's ditching the OC. I just I just have not been a fan of it. It just doesn't work. Like, I know exactly what the OC is doing, man. They're here to make money. Like, I get it. You want to cash that WWE check? I completely understand that. And they're just milking it. I completely get it. But don't drag AJ Styles down with you. So now that if he can lose that dead weight, AJ can get back to being AJ. Looks good so far. And then, of course, LA Knight, he continues his rise to the main event. But the Bloodline stuff, man, it's really starting to lose steam with me. Personally, like, the the, the last time that the, the Usos flopped and, like, I don't know. It's just not doing a whole lot for me right now. We haven't seen Roman in a while. It's just, yeah, I feel like they are they maybe have extended this too long at this point. We'll see where it goes. Five and a half out of ten for SmackDown this week. Not that great. All right, let's swing over to AEW. Let's see how they did this week. We'll kick it off with Dynamite. They were in Indiana this week. Starting off with Orange Cassidy. He comes out to tell us he ain't going anywhere, and he does not have a catchphrase, which is his catchphrase. Very good. New champion Moxley cuts off Cassidy. Orange stares him down, but then just leaves. All sad-like. Oh, weird. This is not the Orange Cassidy that we know and love. Something is wrong. So, uh, interesting. We'll see where this goes with Orange Cassidy. You know, honestly, I would really like that guy to take a break and just, you know, relax a little bit before he gets back into the ring. But if he wants to stick around, cut a little promo here and there, I'm good with that. Pretty solid stuff. And now we got an international championship match. Moxley defending now. No more Orange Cassidy. My phone really didn't like me not putting Orange Cassidy there. Moxley defends against AR Fox. Fox hitting a big dive to the outside and then leaps off the barricade. Fox still in control, hits a cutter, runs up the ring post, hits a moonsault, 450 splash inside. We got a near fall. AR Fox on fire. 
Moxley wakes up, hits a bunch of nasty elbows on Fox, Lariat, and the Death Rider, Mox Redanes. Like I said, man, Fox was all over Moxley in this match. He looked really, really good until he didn't. He got put away like like nobody's business. But yeah, it was a pretty good opening match. 7 out of 10. Darby comes down to help the homie AR Fox. Nick Wayne all alone backstage. Christian and Luchasaurus find him. Uh-oh. Christian yet again being a complete scumbag to Nick Wayne. Thumbs up. TBS Championship time. Chris Statlander defending against Emi Sakura. Sakura off to a good start. Hits a lovely delayed backbreaker. How you doing? And then Chris Statlander takes over. Discus clothesline Wednesday night favor to retain the TBS Championship. Quick solid match. Not much to say. And now we have Los Sex Gods, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara reuniting to take on Ozzy Open. Don Callis also joins commentary for this match. Sex Gods with a very, 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 very delayed suplex. Quite funny. Sammy with a nice top rope cutter on Davis. Jericho code breaker on Fletcher. We got a near fall right there. Chris with a rare dive. That that backfires, hitting his own partner. Ozzy open hit an assisted cutter on Chris Jericho. We got a near fall right there. Chris again, friendly fire on Sammy, but hits a Judas effect on Cal. Pins and wins. Welcome back, Sex Gods. Looking real good. Besides Chris Jericho hitting his own partner a couple of times. Aussie Open, great performance as always. Especially fucking Mark Davis, man. He was on fire. Seven and a half at the Jericho and Sammy argue after the match. They are separated by security. Oh boy, are the Sex Gods already breaking up after one week? Yeah, I don't know. MJF cuts a promo to address the Samoa Joe situation. Joe comes out, asks Max, what's the problem, kid? Throws a little jab at the WWE also. That was pretty cute. MJF starts laying down fat and tiny dick jokes on Joe. Crowd getting in on that as well. Quite entertaining. Max tells us a story about the WWE. Joe fires back and then attacks MJF. Raises the title. Maxwell out of nowhere hits a low blow and then bites Samoa Joe. Come on. Joe battles back, about to hit a muscle buster, but down comes Adam Cole, baby, to save his bestest friend of all time. Max selling his injured neck big, big time. Joe, final word, calls MJF a bitch. Pretty freaking awesome segment right here, giving that a thumbs up. We move on, it is the Grand Slam Tournament. Roddy Strong with the Kingdom going up against Trent Beretta with Chucky T. Roddy drives Trent hard back first into the apron. Oh my god, that looked painful as hell. Trent hits a nice twisty Death Valley driver. Roddy throws Trent way up into the air. Hits a gut buster. Wow, thumbs up. Trent battles back with a pile driver, but Roddy nails a wicked backbreaker to pick up the W. Lots of really big offensive maneuvers in there. Stiff chops from Roddy. Really good back and forth match. Really enjoyed this one. Seven and a half. At then, oh boy, we got a Tony Storm interview. Renee doing the job again. Tony playing amnesia this time, not remembering what she did to Ruby last week. And Tony sh- throws her shoe at Renee again. I mean, Tony Storm on a different level right now. Loving it. Thumbs up. Hangman Adam Page, he is interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Mogul Embassy cut off the interview. Swerve chirping Page for donating money to needy kids. Swerve puts Adam on blast. Page, pissed, walks away. He has no words. Swerve continues bad-mouthing Adam. Comes back only to get blindsided by Brian Cage. Holy shit, dude. Like, Swerve went absolute savage mode right there. Those chirps were deadly. And Adam Cole, or uh, Hangman, not really having anything to say back in response. And when he tried to say something, he just got his ass kicked. So, Swerve and the Mogul Embassy looking real good right there. Thumbs up. We move on. Main event time. Grand Slam tournament match. Darby Allen versus Nick Wayne. So two best buddies going up against each other. Darby goes for a dive at literally full speed. Wayne dodges it. Darby catch it, or crashes super hard into the barricade. Ugly, ugly, ugly fall. Doctor needs to come out and check on Darby for a few minutes. Darby is able to get back into the ring eventually. Christian and Luchasaurus come down to join commentary. Wayne hits a nice hurricanrana off of the apron. Another mean bump there for Darby. 
We got a crazy frog splash onto the outside by Wayne. I mean, I thought he fucking blew his knee out when he did that. Uh, something did not look right on that fall. Darby won't hit a coffin drop on Wayne. Nick using a Last Supper attempt on Darby, almost catching him with it. Darby locking in a submission and makes Wayne tap out. Whoa. Goodness gracious, man. These two young men with some wicked bumps, great athleticism, really good match between the two. It's just like, oh my god, Darby. Dude, you're not going to last like two more years if you keep it up like this. 7 out of 10. I appreciate it. Good shit. And a well done Dynamite this week. Really strong wrestling all throughout. And dude, the MJF and Swerve segments were top notch. Really, really good shit. Great Dynamite. 8 out of 10. And now it is time for Rampage. Let's see how we do here. Grand Slam Tournament match. Jay Lethal going up against Penta. Karen Jarrett ties Penta's mask to the ropes. He is trapped. The referee kicks out all of Lethal's cronies. Thank God. We got a nice flipping dive and a top rope double stomp. Lethal pulls off Penta's mask, grabs the guitar, but Alex stops Jay from using it. Penta's mask with his mask back on does the gruesome arm snap and a fear factor to advance in the tournament. Whew. After the match was good after all the goofballs left and everything it was I was very annoyed at the beginning I was like oh my god dude like all this interference it's so annoying but after it got in once they got into the real wrestling it was quite nice a good match between two veterans 7 out of 10 and now we got Guevara and Jericho they're exchanging tense words with each other on the stage <laughs> they're claiming they want to slap each other I'm going to punch you in the face all that stuff freaking awesome Chris slows down the tempo a little bit, starts to remember the good times that they used to have together. But he also suggests that maybe they should have a match to get out all the animosity between each other. Sammy is all about it. He's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's beat the shit out of each other. I'm loving this. This is, this is a lot of fun. I, I dig this a lot. Thumbs up. Now the show falls off a cliff. We got Trio's tag team match. Valkyrie, Anna Jay, and the Bunny with Aunt J- fucking Ford or whatever the hell her name is. I don't know. Going up against Sheeta, Baker, and Sky Blue. I swear to God I've seen this match already. Sky comes in, kicks Bunny right in the face for no reason. Tag rules thrown out of the window momentarily. Just everyone just getting in there. Sheeta and Britt accidentally balk into each other's heads. Britt lockjaw on Bunny and it's over. This match was trash. Copy and paste match from like two weeks in a row now. They've done this the exact same match. Thumbs down. It was short, clunky. Didn't like anything about it. Eventually, they're going to get to Sheeta versus Baker. But how many more times are we going to have to do this trios match? Have them bonk into each other. You know, have a little argument about it. And then team up with each other again the next week. And then it happens all over again. Just fucking fight each other and get it over with. Gah! Now we move on to another tag team match. It is Matt Menard and Angelo Parker versus the Young Bucks. How could this be bad? Well, Bucks hit a BTE trigger for a quick win. All right, match. Way too short for... Just pointless. Basically, it just doesn't need to be here. Now we move on to the main event match. Jeff Hardy versus Samoa Joe. Now, 10 years ago, I would have been fucking amped for this match. But it is not 10 years ago. So let's see what happens. Jeff Hardy, everybody. Two attempts at an upward kick. Misses them both, and they look terrible. It looked like he was a drunk guy just swimming around. I don't know what the fuck that was. Hardy, twist of fate attempt, countered in a coquina clutch. Joe wins. Good God, that was the sloppiest main event match I think I've ever seen AEW put on. I am so sorry, Samoa Joe, but that was fucking awful. And that wasn't his fault. I mean, something with Jeff Hardy, man. Like, I'll just say it. Jeff Hardy... One of the most overrated wrestlers of all time. Boom, said it. It's true, okay? The guy's got to go. He's not good anymore. He's just, like, we all love him. He's cool. I get it. I know everyone. Oh, he's the coolest looking guy. He does a swanton bomb. Awesome. But the dude hasn't had a clean wrestling match in like a decade. He makes so many mistakes. It's just gone, man. Like, and he can't do a promo. He's never been a good promo. Like, just put him down. Old Yeller the man. So yeah, obviously I did not like this match at all, and I really didn't like this Rampage. I think it might be one of the weakest Rampages I've ever seen, and I've seen them all. Opener was good, and Jericho's moment with Sammy was solid, but after that, man, it just fell off a fucking cliff. I don't know what that was. That Jeff, I don't know if Jeff Hardy was high or something. I mean, just watch that match, and you tell me if something was wrong with him or not. Like, that was rough. 
three and a half out of ten. Don't waste your time watching it unless you want to watch Jeff Hardy put on a shitty match with Samoa Joe, I guess. I don't know. Let's let's try and move on from that low point and move on to Collision. They were in Ohio this week, and we're starting off with the International Championship. John Moxley, who is from Cincinnati, Ohio, so kind of a hometown boy here, he is defending against Action Andretti. Andretti counters a top rope German suplex landing on his feet. Very impressive. Action with a nice corkscrew dive. Tries some stomps on Moxley, just... Just a bad idea. Moxley chokes out Andretti, retaining the championship. Really solid opening match, and hearing some boos in the crowd for action. Now, I I do believe that is strictly related to Moxley being um, the hometown boy here, but I will admit that Action Andretti, since his debut uh, win over Chris Jericho, which was a huge moment, one of the bigger moments, I think, in AEW. That was just so much fun, and he is just, yeah, it's just that, that magic is gone. He is not, it just hasn't, I mean, he's... He's fine. Like, I think he's a great wrestler. He's just really slotted down into that lower mid card. I thought maybe this dude would be something way bigger, but yeah, not so much. TBS Championship time. Chris Statlander defending against Robin Renegade. Statlander rolling up Robin for a quick W. Match was fine. But then, Jade Cardgill. Oh, snap. She makes her return, destroys the Renegade sisters, and then plants Statlander with a Jaded. Oh, Baby, welcome back, Jade Cardgill, everybody. All right, looks like she is ready, and she is going to go right back after that TBS championship. Let's see if she can get it back. Moving on, it is Claudio and Eddie Kingston. They have a face-to-face interview with Tony Schiavone in between them. Things obviously get very tense. Claudio remembers Kingston not shaking his hand 15 years ago. Eddie's like, damn, bro, you still mad about that? And, yeah, it was a pretty good little segment right here. Again, I always prefer when they have these uh, little interview things when they're both in the same room. WWE likes to separate them and put them in different rooms. And it's just kind of, like, awkward because of the... There's always an audio delay. So there's just this weird, like, silence for, like, eight seconds. And then the... Whatever. This was way better. Good little segment. We move on. Trios tag team match. Gravity... D-D-I-O-D-I-O-S, I don't know what the fuck that name is, and Aerostar going up against Bullet Club Gold. Bullet Club Gold pick up a W, and damn, dude, this match was so disappointing. I thought with Gravity, Aerostar, and I thought we were going to see this high-flying just delight, and no, not that at all. Very disappointed. Now we move on. It is Ray Phoenix versus Angelico. Oh my god, I haven't seen Angelico in a long time. We got a rope-walking kick by Ray on Serpentico, who was also out there with Angelico. Hits a cutter and picks up a win over Angelico. Another solid quick match. Not really a lot to say about it. It was too short. Now we move on to the Grand Slam tournament match. Roderick Strong with the Kingdom versus Darby Allin. Luchasaurus attacking Darby backstage before the match. Christian giving Darby a message. He won't be a champion in AEW as long as he's here. Okie dokie. Nick Wayne hypes up Darby to go fight. I mean, yeah, what a great friend you are. You're injured. You should probably go to the hospital. But first, go fight this match. Anyway, Darby goes to town with the bitch slaps on Roddy and then hits a torpedo dive, not crashing viciously into the barricade this time. Well done, Darby. Roddy hits a Uranagi onto the top turnbuckle. That was impressive. Then Darby takes a brutal fall to the floor. I mean, he like backflips off of the turnbuckle and then like hits his face on the way down. Just yeesh, man. Jesus. Darby hits a coffin drop to the outside onto Roddy. Well done. Thumbs up for that. Then AR Fox shows up to check on Darby. Nick Wayne gets jelly. Kingdom gets involved. Fox with a moonsault misses, hitting Wayne instead. Whoopsie daisy. Roddy counters another coffin drop. Nails a brutal back backbreaker. Pins and advances in the tournament. Damn. Good match right here. Hard bumps as always for Darby. It's just expected. And also expected are really good backbreakers from Roderick Strong because he is the messiah of the backbreaker. So that that adds up. And Wayne and AR Fox's beef is starting to heat up. More than likely, they're going to be moving into some sort of rivalry. Good match. 7 out of 10. And now we have Danielson says he is going to retire when his daughter turns 7. 
The scary thing is she is six years old. Good God, we're running out of time. Brian would love to fight Zack Sabre Jr. before retirement, but out comes Ricky Stocks and Big Bill. Ricky Trash Talks Danielson appears to have a shirt for Ricky, wanting him to join the BCC, huh? Big Bill goes for goes the wham town on Danielson, just beating the crap out of him. Wham, 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 wham. Moxley comes down, helps Brian out. Big Bill sends Moxley to Wham Town too. Wham, 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 wham. Big Bill will get a shot at Moxley for the title next week. Good segment right here. I, I kind of deep down hope that Danielson is not actually going to retire that soon, but it is very, very much so understandable. Good segment, though. Now we move on to the main event. Grand Slam tournament match. Samoa Joe going up against Penta. Oh, baby. Penta pulls out a table, sets it up against the barricade. Joe tears at the mask of Penta. Poor Penta's mask this week. He's been just going through it. Joe, with the classic walk-off, avoids Penta's dive, and Penta goes crashing into the table that he set up. Excellent. Thumbs up for that. Hell of a bump. Penta kicks out, tries a fear factor on Samoa Joe. Doesn't work. Joe counters it into the coquina clutch. Penta forced to tap out, and Joe advances in the tournament. Really good power versus quickness match. I love that dynamic. And that table spot was just so good. Oh, just mm, like mm, mm, good shit. Good match as well. Seven and a half out of ten. And that's the end of Collision. Admittedly, uh, some parts of the show were rather disappointing to me. Especially the trio's tag with the, with the Luchadors versus Bullet Club. I was expecting so much more out of that match. Not that it was bad. Just... I, I, I guess I just had my hopes up. Way too high for that one. Same with Ray Phoenix and Angelico. I mean, I know Angelico is a, a way lower uh, card guy on the roster, but I would expect Ray Phoenix and Angelico, two luchador-style guys, to put on a, a masterclass type of match. But it was just, you know, it was just too fast, too short. They didn't get enough time to really show it off. Other than that, pretty darn solid show overall. I feel like the tournament took a little bit of a step forward. I thought the matches are starting to get a little bit better as they move along into the tournament. So that's going well. A 6 out of 10 for Collision this week. And we will move now to the three stars of the week. Let us start out with some shoutouts. And this is admittedly an all-pay-per-view shoutouts and three stars. So let's start off with Rollins versus Nakamura for the World Heavyweight Championship at Payback. Really good match. I enjoyed it. Shinsuke was getting closer to that that potential that I was hoping he would reach when he got to the WWE. He still never quite got to that New Japan level that he used to be, but it was still one of the better matches he's had in the WWE. So that one was good. FTR versus, oh, sorry, FTR and the Bucks versus Bullet Club Gold. That was also a spectacular match. I mean, FTR and the Bucks working together, kind of a rare situation, but it worked out really well, and I quite enjoyed that match. Bullet Club Gold really coming along together as well, being very, very entertaining, and also world-class wrestlers. And the final shout-out, I got to give it to Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus for their cage match at at Payback. Excellent. One of the better cage matches I have ever seen. Might be the best women's uh, cage match I've ever seen personally. I know there haven't been that many of them, but this was definitely a treat. We got some blood. It was... I think there was some blood. Other, All I know, I remember Trish Stratus having like a goose egg on her forehead that looked pretty brutal. There were some big spots in there, and I really liked the finish to this match as well. That was a really good one. Now, let's get into the three stars. It is a beefy three stars this might be the most beefy three stars i've ever had let's start out with the third star it goes to Sami Zayn and kevin owens versus the judgment day in the street fight at payback oh my god this was sort of a love letter a little bit to the old school like tlc matches that the hardy boys dudley boys and edge and christian had Really reminded me of that, especially when KO does the Swanton off of the off the railing through the table. Spectacular. The little love letters to uh Pittsburgh Penguins sports fans with the with the Penguins jerseys. Awesome. Great use of weapons. We got blood for sure in that match. A, an extremely rare treat in the WWE. Surprised they got away with it, but they did it great match it's definitely going to be in contention for one of my favorite matches of the year and now for star number two 
Ricky Stocks versus Danielson, the strap match at All Out. Holy shit, dude. That was one of the most vicious, if not the most vicious strap match I have ever seen in my life. They were going at each other as hard as they possibly could. They were not holding back whatsoever. Especially when they were smacking each other in the freaking face with the straps, man. I was blown away. I, I felt like I needed to go to prison or something after watching that match. So, viewer discretion is advised. Now, for the first star of the week, and there could not be any other match other than this one, it's going to Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley at All Out International Championship match. 10 out of 10. One of the best matches, storyline-wise, emotionally. I mean, the Orange Cassidy champion, his reign coming to an end was just... What a beautiful story they told. His incredible title defense throughout the year and his body finally succumbing to all the injuries and Moxley just being too big of a mountain to climb. I thought they told a perfect story. It was the perfect opponent for for Orange Cassidy to lose to. I thought it was a beautiful match. Definitely going to be in my contender for favorite match of the year. One of my rare 10 out of 10 matches. I think it's only the third one so far that I've ever given out. Congratulations, Orange Cassidy and Moxley for a 10 out of 10. An amazing performance. And in my opinion, the two MVPs of AEW right here showing off why they're the MVPs. It's John Moxley and Orange Cassidy all day. 10 out of 10, go watch that match. And that's the end of the show, everybody. Thank you so much for putting up with me in this episode. I apologize if it is not my best performance i am still uh, rather groggy and not 100 right now so definitely in my books not my best performance today but i will battle through it and we will i will be feeling better in no time and we'll be back to our normally regulated scheduled programming and all that great stuff so again apologies for it coming out a little bit late but uh yeah i should be good to go for for from now on but uh thank you as always for listening you guys are awesome make sure you're you're letting me know review the podcast let me know what you like what let me know what you don't like especially if i can do something better let me know please and in a polite way please and thank you and of course these all get uploaded to youtube so if you want to drop a comment leave a question for the podcast related to video games wrestling or hockey or just a personal question any questions fine i guess as long as it's appropriate i can answer it live for you on the podcast you can be involved with that and everything it'd be a lot of fun i also have a twitter account so all the links are down below you can send in questions follow along there for any scheduled or anything that's going on in terms of the scheduling twitter i'll let you know on there first and foremost and there's an email address if you want that as well so yes Thank you, everybody. We will be back again soon on Wednesday. Going to be dropping a GX GamerCast. Going to be a review of Hi-Fi Rush. Got to talk about that little gem right there on Xbox. So that'll be this Wednesday's episode. So be on the lookout for that. And thank you again for watching, listening, listening, goddammit. And we'll be back again with more GX Plus Cast. Plus Cast.